0: Welcome to the next edition of Fast Horses Slow Whiskey. I'm joined as always, or at least in terms of always, three episodes now, But um, <laughs> by Brian Tracy, president of Sagamore Spirit, um, Hunter Rankin, president of Sagamore Farm, Sagamore Racing. Uh, you can follow us online at Sagamore Racing on Twitter and Instagram, and Facebook, I think it's just Sagamore Racing. And then at Sagamore Spirit on Twitter and Instagram, and Sagamore Spirit has a Facebook page as well. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: and and I want to make sure uh, thank everybody for their feedback. You know we're new to this, so the feedback's key. And um, uh, I think there was one guy who came out with something, but what, we appreciate
0: it. What did he say? Did the list um, the, the, he the, actually, the listener
1: uh, was? Uh, you know, I was surprised that it was pretty good, but really? I, you know, I think he was surprised. You know, he said, "Great job. A uh, little room for improvement. A little more oomph yeah. into some of it." So mm-hmm. we'll work on that. I think alcohol might help some Sagamore. Uh, would we definitely. We'll uh, we'll do a show with that. We'll savor responsibly, as everybody should. But um, yeah, we'll have one show maybe where we can uh, get into some cocktails.
0: As always, this this podcast is brought to you by Sagamore Spirit, Sagamore Rye, authentic Maryland, authentic whiskey. Correct. And uh, again, savor responsibly. Savor responsibly. So big show today, Brian. Real, really big.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to believe that we're already you know the third podcast, and, and uh, we're getting this kind of talent to call in. It's remarkable. This could, is couldn't be more excited. This is big. This is huge. This could be our. This is our biggest show
0: ever. The biggest show ever. ever biggest show ever. We have the voice of Monday Night Football. Sean McDonough. Sean McDonough. Huge. Huge. How'd you pull that off? Stuff. I, I Yeah. Deep in the... Did you gl- got dirt on him or something? Deep, because it's shocking. Deep in the Rolodex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, that's no, exciting. We got a, a Super Bowl matchup coming up this week, so we'd love to hear from uh, an expert himself, play-by-play. I, play. I don't think he knows anything about horse
0: racing. Uh, I bet he could wing it. We'll, I mean, we'll find out. Yeah. But... I think it's appropriate we have him on for for this week. Yeah, Super Bowl week. It's a
1: big game. It's exciting. Um, unfortunately, the Ravens aren't in it, but that's okay. Uh,
0: next year. Yeah, I think he's pretty good friends with uh, John Harbaugh. Oh, nice. That's great. We will ask him about that. That'd be great. Yeah. Awesome. It's pretty, but it is very exciting. It's really cool that we have. Uh, obviously, Monday Night Football is big a big deal has been for a long time, and and he just got the post uh, this year. From Mike Tarico when he went to NBC, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's been a friend of um, of I guess the brand and our, and ours for for a while now. He came to Preakness a couple years ago uh, with the group, so he knows the culture a little bit. You know, one of the things I think he does a nice job of,
1: you know, um, I, he the the listeners at home, I find him a
0: little bit more relatable. It's nice. He's really he's he's, he's really honest, uh, and uh, and like you say, I think he makes it a little more fun. Mm-hmm. Than some of the guys, but um, I just I, I think he's got a great voice for for television, and he's you know he obviously he's with Gruden. They're, yeah, great balance with Gruden. Yeah, great balance because Gruden's all football all the time. He's intense. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Can you get him on? I he, I wanted to maybe ask Sean, but I didn't want him to feel like <laughs> let's not push it too far. Let's not push it. Too hey, far. I'm calling. It, we come, but what I'm really trying to do is get Gruden on. <laughs> What else do we got this week? Well, we we got the Pegasus. The Pegasus race happened, it happened. over the weekend. We weren't sure if it was going to happen. We weren't, but it happened. It happened. Um, what'd you think? I, th- I think Arrogate is an amazing racehorse. Totally blew it out of the water. Shocking. He's amazing. He to have for Bob Baffert to have oh, two I horses back to back like American Pharoah and Arrogate. I, it the chances of that are like nothing it's it's remarkable uh and it's it speaks to baffert's skill but it also it's also lucky you you got to get lucky in order for that to happen uh kind of like well i won't
1: i mean tom brady of of horse racing feels like right now um how about the way
0: california chrome went out i mean what do you think of that that tough yeah that's tough but but he had such a great career yeah he won 14 over 14 million dollars
1: you don't think a race like this people overshadows anything like that
0: i don't think so because he was so impressive you know the his whole career i I don't i don't think it really the way he went over to dubai and came back and was just as good that's that's really really hard on a racehorse and he's done it better than any any Mm. of them and he's a special horse too his his problem at the breeding shed is not his talent it's more his pedigree but sometimes horses can breed over their pedigree he finished ninth something like that but he was in it kind of for a bit it
1: felt like i mean maybe you always think he's in it i'm curious just to help educate me does the jockey eventually see that they're not they don't have a shot at one two three and they just let up
0: as, as respect for the horse or do you do they fight hard all the way to the very end yeah, I, I, they let up, especially with a horse like him. I'm sure, yeah. but who his jockey, probably knew or a few strides into the race that he wasn't himself. Well, he didn't have a great post. Did he? Did not have a great post. But if he had been himself, he'd have run better than that. Yeah. Mm. So, do you think bad. this
1: race happens again?
0: What's the word on the streets? What are people saying? They're, they they're saying that it's going to happen. Um, I my dad went down there and I talked to him over the weekend and he said. It was a great event. He said they really did a, a nice job. The weather was perfect. Mm. Um, a lot of people there. The whole thing. The issue is going to be: can you get twelve people to put up a million dollars year over year? And I, I don't, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know that either. Because
0: the the other the people that didn't finish one two three lost money. It's a big loss. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they guarantee you know it was part of the handle, and I don't know how it all comes out, but. There's no way everybody came out even. You you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Good turnout. Your dad says.
1: I think yeah. it's, I saw it was about sixteen, seventeen thousand people there, and and I don't know how you gauge that. Gulfstream
0: Park is sixteen thousand people would be a lot of people there. Is it okay? Yeah, because yeah, I'm used
1: to you know you hear the the Belmont. Oh uh, yeah, you know, sixty, ninety thousand different. Uh, yeah, Derby's Derby, Derby, 100, 190 fifty, hundred ninety. I've yeah, seen whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> crazy. it's crazy, insane. So that's good for Gulfstream.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's and big. the tickets were, you know, fairly expensive and so I'm right. sure the gate was, was good. I'm I'm guessing Frank Stronach, the owner of the track, he, his horse finished second and he they had a good day for the handle and everything else. So I'm sure Gulfstream is, as an enterprise did pretty well. Hmm. Good for them. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting. So uh, switching gears to whiskey a little bit. Yeah. What's going on? How's the distillery coming? Still. I just speak before you start, I I saw you on Maryland Public Television. Oh, did you? Yeah, I saw that. I I caught that whole interview. And
1: Aw- yeah, you can Is, be honest. Was
0: it an awkward setting? It looked like it was like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was comfortable. Comfortable. It was comfortable. His chairs were really. His nice. chairs look nice. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. Um, what, was uh, that, what was that show like in the actors' studio or whatever? That guy uh, you you wouldn't know. You don't know. You don't know film at all. <laughs> not, not. I asked that. Brian. I I got to talk about this. I asked Brian earlier today. If he knew who Matt Damon was. I do now.
1: Thank you. That's amazing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, he's I I mean, does he drink whiskey? We should find out. I guess he does. He could. He might. So, I apologize. No, it's, it's okay
0: anyway go how's, how's, how's the distillery? How's the whiskey going?
1: Uh, it's good. it's good. We're you know um, team's working really hard yeah um, and uh, got occupancy. We're in there. Um, the stills um, they're still running shakedown on it um, putting steam on everything. Um, we're getting closer and closer to putting grain in there. So we're getting really excited about making our first batch here really soon. So exciting times, many years of planning. I can't believe it's it's around the corner
0: i drove by it yesterday man it it's a
1: beautiful building it's spectacular it's spectacular Have you seen it at night when it's lit up yeah i mean it's like nothing else and so we're really excited we're very excited to be you know hopefully bring something special to the community um the community support in baltimore and maryland has been amazing um we hope people view this as as their distillery baltimore maryland's distillery and they come down and and uh, enjoy it and uh hang out with us uh we'd love to have them and meet them and everybody's been very supportive so we're looking forward to uh you know maybe the next podcast will actually be, have an opening date for the public too we're still working that out we're getting close
0: we could we could uh
1: do the recording down there oh sometime. yeah absolutely that'd it'd be, be cool. great you can uh uh meet some of the distillers yeah bring them awesome bring them in one by one yeah it'd be great be great. So, um, we're looking forward to it. We're really close. This has been a long time coming. Um,
0: do you ever do you ever look at that building? Do you ever look at that building and say, "Holy crap! That we built this thing. This is this is a serious building. How, it's real. How are we gonna? You walk into it there, and you still have to pinch yourself for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, but you know, we've got such good people, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that are really good at what they do. And so I have to say that they, they make you sleep better at night, knowing that you've got the right people in the right place and, and a great team uh, makes all the difference, and we totally have that down there. And so you walk in, it's a beautiful place. I think people are going to want to travel from all over the world to see it um, and experience that. We can't wait to open up the doors to the public and, and meet everybody. Um, and uh, people get a chance to see it. It's a, it's a very real, very authentic um uh, whiskey being made down there, so we're we're really excited. Got it. Switching gears again to back to racing. Yeah, you know, got I I'd like I'm to talk up to the hill about here. Myself. Yeah, you should, and uh, you're great at it. And uh, one of the things I noticed coming up the hill today, one of the Sagamore flags uh, was replaced with the big
0: W flag. It's Walk a, me through that tradition here. That's a that's a it's called a it's called a win flag. It's it's kind of like uh, the Chicago Cubs tradition, I, I guess. Um, but we every time we have a win. We we take down the, uh, the the actual Sagamore flag, which has our our logo on yeah. it, and put up the black black and white W flag. And I, I think the who won? N- well, tell me. Okay, we got the story. Like who won? Horse called Winter's Dream. Okay, up in uh, up in New York. She uh, she ran first time starter. She does not
1: have snow up there. How does that work right now?
0: They they've got a winterized track up at Aqueduct, and they do not have snow. I mean, look at we haven't had that much snow here this year. Yeah, I just figured New York always had it. Yeah. It's on Long Island, Aqueduct. Okay. Um, so we had her win and then previous to that, Shoe Love Shoe. Shoe Love Shoe. Shoe Love Shoe.
1: How did you come up with that name?
0: I to to be honest with you, I don't know where the I don't know where the origin of Shoe Love Shoe comes from. There is a we have a partner, or I say we Kevin has a partner in uh Japan, Tokyo, named Shoe. Mm. And uh I guess maybe he said shoe loves shoe or something I, but anyway everybody asks it's well congratulations but he's that's a, exciting he's a pretty nice horse good and i heard from shoe yeah yeah he thinks we're gonna have big luck this year with him that's yeah. what he said i'll
1: take it yeah that's great uh what else before we pass it on to uh sean
0: well i was gonna give you a quick quick two-year-old update and a that'd na- be great. and a naming update that'd be great we're gonna name our two-year-olds here in a couple weeks I don't know if you're going to be there or not. I think you have you have some conflicts, but I'll try to make we, it work. We'd, we'd love you to be. I've there. got some insight on some names. You'll have a, you'll have you'll be properly prepared, even if you can't attend yep. the actual party. Yep. And if uh, if any of our
1: um, any of our listeners, uh, mom, dad, anybody else, has some thoughts on names, send them
0: out. Yeah. And and we're gonna we're gonna have one name one horse that we name, um, or that the public names. Oh yeah! Tell us N- how that works. Naming contest. I I don't know the ins and outs of it. I do know that it's it's a social media thing. <laughs> okay, That's and, really and, helpful. Yeah, um, <laughs> and all it's, right. it's it's uh, it's going to be this year. Have we decided this? It's going to be uh, a horse out of a mare called Circle of Influence, which is as you know is it kind of a Kevin mm. saying Circle of Influence, yeah. and then uh, buy a horse called Street Boss. Mm. And then we'll come up with a name. Catch on this this naming deal. We're gonna make it whiskey themed. Oh wow. Okay. That'd be great. Rye, a, a Sagamore Rye themed horse. Perfect. That we can all cheer for. All right, I love it. I love it. That's exciting. So I don't know. I don't know when the details are coming out about that, but we'll we'll figure it. Out. It'll come out pretty soon, I think. All right. How many Especially horses do you have to name? About? Twenty
1: or so. Twenty or so.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's sounds, a lot. It's a, a lot, lot of, of names. Sounds brutal, yeah. to be honest. And Kevin acts like he cares our suggestions, but he 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 names them all. That's great. That's great. <laughs> do you think he listens to this podcast? Let's hope not. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what else do we have? I think we're let's get let's get to Sean. Before we get to Sean, let's talk a little bit about his his career. He he's um we, we we've talked about the Monday Night Football thing, but uh, he was. Uh, He's been in broadcasting a long time. He was the voice of the Red Sox uh, back in the '80s, I think. He was with CBS for almost ten years in the '90s, and then and then he's been with ESPN ever since. But big name in the broadcasting business. This is huge. I
1: gotta say, I'm still a little surprised. But um, uh, yeah, this is awesome. Really, yeah. ex- I mean. To have him the week of Super Bowl, this is great. And by the way, for those out there following us on social media, on um, uh, Twitter at Sagamore Spirit, we'll have um, a Super Bowl cocktail coming out—a video. You'll love yeah. to see it; It'd be what's great. It, what's it called? Uh, we're keeping that one a secret till the. Um, you know, you'll have to follow us closely on social media, and then we'll let it out of the bag here soon. But uh, it's going to be special. It'll be great. It's, you know, perfect for this time of year. Yeah. Perfect for football. Perfect for socializing with your friends. Um, I think people are going to love this this drink. And
0: Where are you going to watch the Super Bowl? Where am I going to watch it?
1: Uh, probably at home. Are you? Yeah. You don't some- have any obligations? No, there's something about just a few friends and, and, and my couch. You know, I love that.
0: Yeah. Yourself? Uh, probably at home as well. Yeah, all right. I don't normally do much for Super Bowl, but I, I love watching the game. Who do you think's gonna win? I I I think the Patriots. Really I think it'd be really tough. We'll see what Sean thinks. He'll he'll be he'll be he'll, he's more in tune with the information than we are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Your pick's worthless. I think it'll will come down to Sean, and we'll that that'll have some. That's gonna where
0: the credit is. Yeah, sounds good. All right, let's get Sean on. Let's get him on the phone. All right, so we welcome Sean McDonough onto our uh, podcast here, Fast Horses Slow Whiskey. Sean McDonough, um, the play-by-play announcer and the voice of Monday Night Football. Sean, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Hunter. Brian, good to be with you guys. How are we doing today?
0: Great, great. Thank you. We're all good. We're all good. I wanted to, before we get to, um, you know, what you're up to, and I want you to preview the Super Bowl for us as well, but... um, this is a big. This is a big deal for us uh, having you on. You know, this this podcast is in its infancy, and uh, you know, this is the third show, and, and, and we've got we've got the voice of Monday Night Football on, so we can't uh, we can't thank you enough for coming on, Sean, and being a friend of the wow. show.
2: My pleasure to do it. You know, I thought when I got the opportunity to do Monday Night Football that that was going to be the highlight of my broadcasting <laughs> career. But no. now it's no, it's it totally this, this past, now.
1: So. Yeah, you can uh, rewrite that resume and, and uh, credentials <laughs> and the awards and, and put on this podcast now and put it to the. Well, top. I hope
2: your podcast is off to a good start. Did, did you have a guest on the previous two? Like, is there a number of? Hits or whatever that we have to beat today to well, th- ensure I, that this is the top there, performing of y- your three shows so far.
0: Yeah, there is. This is uh, and the, the number is like six, so um, you don't have to beat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to beat too many. Uh, maybe you could get your buddy uh, Jay to tweet it out to his two million followers for us. But
2: you know what, that is a great idea. Yes, Jay Phyllis is much loved by many most of all himself so i think we could probably get him to do that <laughs> we
1: could go from six followers to at least a, at least a couple hundred <laughs> yeah overnight <laughs> i'll get
2: my family wow. to you know listen to this so we're up to 11 or 12 easily yeah so good good there you go. we're going we're gonna double the previous mark which always sounds very impressive <laughs>
0: that's great so sean i want to take it first talk about monday night football a little bit how how much of a thrill that's been for you and I know uh you know a really special game for you was obviously the game in in uh in Foxboro um, in December against you know the Baltimore Ravens, obviously here but uh you, you had got to go home and, and do a Monday night game there. It had to be a really really awesome experience yeah,
2: you know, it really was you know that's where I grew up in Boston, and as you know, my dad was a sports writer for the Boston Globe for a long time, more than forty years will McDonough and his primary occupation when we were kids was covering football, and particularly the New England Patriots. So we used to go to all the home games down there in Foxborough. It's a different stadium now, thank goodness, because the place that I used to sit out and freeze my tush off when I was a kid was you know, basically a glorified high school stadium. Now they have that beautiful <laughs> Gillette Stadium. But you know, it was in the same place and just brought back a lot of memories, just driving down there, remembering as a kid, driving down Route 1 into Foxborough and, the anticipation of seeing the stadium and watching all the people walk in and you know some of the best memories of my childhood were not just sitting there and going to the games down there, even though the Patriots weren't very good when I was a kid, which is almost hard to imagine given how good they've been now for the last fifteen or twenty years. But uh, you know, just spending time with my dad to and from the game. So that was an emotional night and you know the entire experience of Monday night football was awesome. John Gruden is a lot of fun to work with. I learned a lot about football. I thought I knew a lot about football heading into this, and then I realized how little football I knew. And, and once I spent time around John, and then you know, hunters, you know, in particular, the other part of that night, you know, friends of mine were, you know, don't be biased toward the Patriots, but you know, that was easy for me because John Harbaugh is one of my closest friends, and uh, you know, a guy I just have a tremendous amount of appreciation for and respect for, but personally and professionally, I think he's one of the best people I know, and obviously he's a heck of a coach, Super Bowl winning coach, so, you know, it was easy to be uh, unbiased because, you know, I had kind of strong feelings for both sides.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, that game got a lot of good ratings. You called it a great game. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's. Uh, it a... It was
2: a fun game, you know, the Ravens, uh, I think it was 23-3 to at one point, but then they rallied back. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it, it did help. Our ratings were down for a lot of the year for a variety of reasons. You know, I think uh, our schedule wasn't particularly strong, and one of the Monday night games uh, in October, I think it was, was head to head with the first Trump-Hillary Clinton debate. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, obviously, whatever was up against that was going to get crushed. But you know, we rallied late in the year. We had a, a couple games toward the end that you know the rating was up as compared to the same date uh, in the previous season, and that game certainly helped and the dallas detroit game right after christmas really helped dallas whether good bad or otherwise they really really rate and uh yeah
0: yeah, so that was the highest rated
2: monday night football game since 2014 so we finished strong and hopefully that'll carry into next year
0: yeah and i know you know monday night football has been um for the last few years anyway the probably the highest rated program espn has and you're obviously, you know, you and you and John Gruden are are, are basically responsible now for that for that enterprise and that's got to be really special. But talk about the the um future of the NFL and 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 what the what is the future for with the concussions and everything else? Are you are you confident about the 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 prosperity of the league?
2: Yeah, I am. I mean, I think cautiously so. I think they're doing everything that they can you know one of the first things that happened when i got this job was i went to new york in july and met a lot of the people in the league office including commissioner goodell and one of the things that they brought me up to speed on are the many many things that they're doing from a research and technological standpoint to try to you know reduce cushions but you know i don't know if we will ever fully eliminate them in a sport that has as much contact as football does but you know, they're constantly working on the technology. You know, you know, the helmets, you know, one of the things that they're talking about is someday they think they'll have a helmet that is specific to each position group because obviously the kind of contact that the offensive line, defensive line engage in on a down-to-down basis is a lot different than what a wide receiver might have. So, you know, they're working on helmets that are technologically designed for the kind of collisions that you have based on your position. And, you know, they're trying to make the fields safer, less hard they do whatever else they can particularly when it comes to field turf and that sort of thing so you know they're working really hard you know, i think they're working really hard at the youth level to teach better fundamentals and i think with the rules changes they've made more than 40 rules changes in the last few years you know designed to improve the player safety so you know hopefully the, the concussion number will go way down and uh, people won't be afraid to play football because that is the biggest concern if kids stop playing football, then obviously you have a problem with who's going to play in the NFL someday, so I hope it doesn't get to that, I think it is a great game, and I think if they take the necessary steps to make it safer, it'll continue to be a great game, well beyond uh, when we're around.
1: Yeah, it is a great game, uh, and speaking of that, we got the 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 ultimate great game this coming weekend and uh you might walking us through it i mean uh you know it's 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 really exciting i think we got two amazing teams in the in the super bowl here um obviously tom brady can can uh set a record here potentially uh and uh but at the same time it's fun to have someone like matt ryan involved and the atlanta falcons and so forth you mind walking us and giving us your uh what your take is on the game this weekend
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. You know, I'd be very surprised if it was one-sided either way. I think they're two very evenly matched teams. You know, there's some great storylines. You already touched on a couple of them. Excuse me, you know, Tom Brady, you know, to me is already the greatest quarterback of all time, but I think, you know, he would totally cement that legacy with a victory in this game. I think in some ways just getting back to the game really has done that. You know, I think it's remarkable that they've continued to play so well on offense without Rob Gronkowski because – I think he's one of the you know five or so most valuable players mm-hmm. in the league when he's healthy, yeah. and he, you know he's a huge difference maker just in the way other teams have to defend the Patriots when he's out there, and you know without him, you know their offense has dipped a little bit, but not much. I think the biggest thing for the Patriots this year, you know historically during the Brady Belichick era, they've been terrific on offense because of Brady and. Uh, mostly because of brady but the defenses haven't been you know great they've had to kind of outscore the other teams well they don't have to do that anymore because the defense is excellent and i was a little surprised that matt patricia who's the defensive coordinator for the patriots who's the guy you see on the sideline all the time with the big bushy beard and the pencil behind his ear <laughs> yeah. i was surprised he didn't get a head coaching job this year we meet with the coaches every week monday night football we meet with the head coach the offensive, the defense coordinator several players on both teams and if he wasn't the most impressive assistant coach we talked to this year, I'd have to think who I thought was more impressive because he's a really, really sharp guy and a good guy. I mean, he—I think he's an aeronautical engineer graduate of RPI. Wow! As uh, Matt Light, the former Patriots said, really you know, if guessed. you can figure out how rockets work, you can probably design defense in the NFL. It's not going to be that complex. So he looks like a lumberjack. Um, and then Matt Ryan, and you touched on it. You know, I'm happy that he made it because i think he's an outstanding quarterback matter of fact when he was at boston college i did some of his games and was around there a lot because at the time was living really close to bc and he reminded me of tom brady you know just not just the physical skills but his personality his competitiveness the way he commands the team you know he just exudes leadership and the kind of guy you can see leading your team and men rallying around and yeah, I'm glad now, uh, you know, he's getting his due because I think the one thing that was kind of holding him back from being considered among the best quarterbacks in the league was that he hadn't really advanced far in the playoffs and certainly hadn't made a Super Bowl. I, I thought early in the year when we had them in that game that nobody saw up against the debate when they played New Orleans that they, you know, they, they might have the best offense in the league, but the defense was really bad. And I think the reason they're in the Super Bowl is, you know, the defense improved quite a bit as the season went along. You know, we were talking earlier in the year they couldn't sack anybody, and uh, you know by the end of the season they wound up having the sack leader in the NFL and Vic Beasley. So, yeah, you know, I, I think how well the Atlanta defense plays is probably going to be the key. I think Atlanta will score, uh, but I think you know the question will be can they hold down the Patriot offense enough to allow them to win the game.
1: How about the other side, too? Because, um, you know, the Patriots have done a, a great job, I think, of keeping number one receivers limited to about 70 yards a game or so. But, I mean, how do you shut down
0: a stud like Julio Jones? Yeah, I mean, and that by, guy is by phenomenal. The, by the way, Sean, the, the, we, we, Under Armour's got representation in, on both sides, uh, not including but not limited to Tom Brady and Julio Jones. So we're, we're, we're kind of happy either way.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, and you should be. And, you know, one of the things that's always impressed me you know, being around Under Armour a lot and being at your event at the Preakness, you know, not only do you guys have an association, with strong affiliation connection with some great athletes, but, you know, it's clear that character and, you know, the kind of people that these athletes are is really important to you. When you talk about the guys you just mentioned, when you talk about guys like George Speak, you know, it's, uh, it's clear that it's not just that they're great athletes, but the kind of image that they project and uh you know, I, I, I Julio Jones to me is the best receiver in football. Yeah, you know, there's some Agreed. debate, Antonio Brown, I mean, Julio Jones, you know, I mean he's
1: phenomenal to be his phenomenal size player. and
2: can run like he can and you know, he can just take over and dominate a game. You know, typically what the Patriots have done though is kinda of said, Okay, we're gonna cover you with one guy and maybe let you get yours, but we're gonna shut down everybody else. Mm-hmm. Or we're just gonna take to- him totally away and make everybody else do it. So you no, know, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Patriots' priority is because Atlanta can rush the football very well with Freeman and Coleman and those guys, too. So, uh, but Julio Jones is awesome, and you know, I'm, I'm ecstatic for Tom Brady. You know, I think the whole thing about deflate gate was really poorly handled by really on all sides. And I think if everybody had a do over, you know, they'd gladly take the mulligan and start over again. Because <laughs> yeah. for what that issue was about, the inflation or deflation of footballs and whether or not it happened to what it became is just crazy, you <laughs> know, regardless yeah. of yeah. which side you're on or who's at fault, you know, that it ever got anywhere near to the point that it reached is just is silly. So, you know, I, I hope it hasn't damaged his legacy. I think he's proven he doesn't need deflated footballs to be great. Pretty sure. Every game he's played since then is probably the balls have probably been properly deflated. And, you know, to me, if he's not the MVP in the league this year, uh, it's going to be Matt Ryan. And, it, you know, the biggest argument against Tom would probably be that he missed those four games for the suspension that he never should have had. So, uh, you know, I, I think that, that adds to the Super Bowl a lot because America likes stars and, you know, there's plenty of star power on both sides.
0: Are you going to go out there for the game?
2: I am not you know I I am Mr. Monday now apparently I can only work on Mondays But so I have a Monday night basketball game Big Monday
0: yeah Big Monday as we
2: call when you work with Jay Billis he, anything that he's involved with he makes it mandatory that it has big in the title so uh, <laughs> it'll be Big Monday uh, the day after the Super Bowl in Charlottesville Virginia so I will be firmly ensconced at the University of Virginia
0: I'm uh, I'm going to drive down there I'm going to
2: ESPN colleagues and so I will be ready to go the next night for your old neighborhood team Louisville against the Virginia Cavaliers in what should be an excellent college basketball game Monday night at 7 on ESPN that will be real good if you're going to throw in subtle plugs for Under Armour I'm going to go ahead (laughs) well well done (laughs) well done
1: (laughs) absolutely ESPN
0: uh, I might might come down there and, and visit you in Charlottesville on Monday
2: uh, we're out of tickets. But, you know, <laughs> good thought. But, you have to you know. know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> we would love that. Come on down. We'll make room for you anytime, my friend. I
0: just, uh, I, you know, I, I'll just come for the dinner part. I don't need to go to the game. I'll watch that, watch yeah, that at the Virginia. Know,
2: typically with us, the social part is uh, yeah, is more anticipated than the game. But the game is fun, too. I mean, this game is going to be really fun. So, yeah, uh, yep. you know, I think once the Super Bowl ends, people kind of more – seriously turn their focus to college basketball and the NBA and the NHL. So, it would not at all surprise me if we have a few more eyeballs than usual on it. And, you know, Monday night uh, basketball does very well on the ESPN, but I think once football season ends, it, you know, college basketball gets a big boost in terms of the yeah, attention that people pay to it.
0: Sean, talk about uh, switching gears a little bit and you you referenced it, but you you do the you do the big Monday for for ESPN and that's been uh, another great franchise for ESPN over the over the years, uh, and you and Jay and and Bill Raftery, another wonderful guy, um, did it for a long time together. I know now Bill's pretty much exclusively with CBS, but talk about um, not just the 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 Big Monday, but also the people that you meet in this business and and how that makes your job. Uh, a lot more enjoyable in terms of just the people you get to work with. I know Brent Musburger did his last game, and, and there's a lot of special people in the business. So just, just talk about that a little bit and what, you know, all the different people you get to meet, whether it be coaches yeah. athletes. Yeah,
2: well, it's a great question, and, and it's the most fun part for me. You know, when you're a kid, when I was a kid growing up around my dad, knowing that I wanted to do something in sports, realizing at a fairly young age I wasn't going to be good enough to play anything, uh, as a career So, you know, focused on broadcasting Went to Syracuse Because they had a history of producing Great sports broadcasters already You know, by the time I got to college Marv Albert, Dick Stockton, Bob Costas You know, a number of other guys who Went to Syracuse Were all over the place on national TV So, uh, you know, but I got into it You know, for what we talked about earlier Because I loved sports I didn't necessarily want to you know, to be a broadcaster You know, I, I just love sports Want to be around sports and really, you know, it's the fan part of you, like, you know, when I was a kid, you're such a fan, and then, you know, as you get older, you still have the fan part, but, you know, the, the fun part for me now, as you reference, is the people part, you know, the getting to know the players and the coaches and the people that you work with, the producers and the directors and the technical crew, who you work with over and over and over again, you see every week, and you look forward to it, you know, it's like getting together every week with some of your closest friends and working together to hopefully put on a good telecast that's, entertaining for the viewing audience. So, uh, you know, I, the best part of my life now in sports television is the friendships with people like Jay Billis and Bill Raftery and Chris Spielman and Todd McShay and people I've had a chance to work with regularly become some of my closest friends. And and then the people in sports. You know, one of the best guys that, you know, John said has become one of my best friends to be there when he won the Super Bowl. was one of the most awesome experiences in my life. And, uh, you know, to be hanging around with you down there and uh, kevin plank and go to the party afterwards and be there with all the ravens when they won you know that's a once-in-a-lifetime experience for perhaps i hope it's not I hope that they get a chance to go do it again and
1: oh, yeah, uh do it you again.
2: know so that's uh, that's the people part of it that's the most fun you know, there are uh, countless more examples of that you know i had a chance to do the final four last year for the international ESPN as the broadcast rights in the rest of the world except for the united states and Dick Vitale and I did the final four. And, you know, I've gone to know Jay Wright, the Villanova coach, really well from doing a million Villanova games over the years. And, you know, to be there when he won and go out on the court afterwards and congratulate him, I told him, I think I'm as happy as I would be if if this happened to me. And he said, The most awesome thing about that is I know you mean that. And I really did mean it. I mean, Jay's such a great guy. I was so happy for him. So, you know, that's the fun part of it now is uh, being with friends on a regular basis and then seeing some of your friends who are playing or coaching, you know, win the ultimate prizes is, is beyond awesome.
0: Yeah, no, it it's it's a special deal and I, I've been fortunate through you to get to know um, you know, Bill Raftery and what a great guy he is, you know, and, and Jay yeah, too. He's the best. Yeah. So we're going to yeah, try yeah, to have
2: to, the chance to go do the final four, as I said to Bill, to get the chance to do the the final four for the first time when you're like 94 years old or whatever Bill is. <laughs> is really uh, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I'm going to try to get Bill to come on
0: this show. Uh, oh,
2: yeah, you will. Yeah. It's, probably be more of a, it's probably more likely to happen if you tape it at about 1 in the morning. <laughs> but uh, when I got the Monday Night Football thing, I got a lot of texts and emails and phone calls, and they were wonderful. And a couple of them I actually – saved and uh but there was only one phone call that i got uh, that came in at 136 in the morning and <laughs> you can guess who that was from our hero <laughs> mr raftery so uh he's one of a kind he's as fine a person as i know and ever will know because you can't be a better guy than he is and in all seriousness i was delighted for him when he got the opportunity to do the final four because uh you know he was certainly worthy of it for a long time but you know they had great people doing it for a long time like Billy Packer. So, you know, that's the thing about this business. You you might do a great job and you might think, geez, I should have the opportunity to do something a little bit higher. But most of the time those seats are occupied by people who are really good at what they do and stay for a long time. You know, I never thought Mike Tirico would leave Monday Night Football. I never thought about doing Monday Night Football. You know, because Mike's a couple years younger than me. I just assumed he'd do it forever. So uh, sometimes you're pleasantly surprised when these things open, and it was particularly Pleasant for me because you know it wasn't that something bad happened to Mike to open up this opportunity. You know, Mike went to NBC by his choice for a great opportunity there. So, you know, it's one of those situations where it was the old win-win,
1: and then it opened up the door for you to do this podcast, which is great. <laughs> um, you know, so you, you know, never what? know where there the next been next a lot of takes you.
2: Very nice perks that have come. <laughs> <coughs> excuse me, with doing Monday Night Football, and you know, the chance to be, you know, uh, history-making. This the third guest in the history of this podcast um, is really exciting. Yeah, I'm only doing it because there was some sort of uh, uh, description to me that the, the guest received uh, Sagamore Rye. So you know who wouldn't want to do that? Oh yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. Shout out. Yeah, t- uh, total shout out. So yeah. Sean, yeah, we got to get you. Subtle enough. Or a- do that's of, you have you heard have you heard, have you, heard have you have you heard about the Rye, Sean?
2: I have, because you told me, and you told me to make sure I it. So you <laughs> We haven't made our way out to... No, I've heard, of it, I've where are you, of
1: Arizona? Uh, I am, yeah. So well, that's, you gonna that, we're going to open up Arizona Market just for you, uh, and all those uh, skiers at Arizona Snow Bowl coming into Flagstaff afterwards who need a good whiskey. Well, yeah, so,
2: a lot of snow up in Flag this year. it from what my skiing friends have told me. I'm more of a golfer. I like to stay here in the valley and frustrate the heck out of myself by chasing the golf ball around, but... Uh, <laughs> I've heard the skiing is great. It's a beautiful state. You know, this is only the second winter that we've lived out here, and we're going to live in Arizona in the winter for the rest of our lives. Because uh, people ask me how do you like Arizona, I said, "Well, it's great." So it's
1: I live there for a
2: Beautiful state. You know, a remind. You know, one of the things I love about Massachusetts and New England is, you know, we have Cape Cod, we have Boston and the beautiful harbor, and all the culture and sports teams and schools and you know, medicine and. But you know, an hour away, we have the mountains up in New Hampshire and Vermont, and you know, some great skiing. And as I said, you know, Cape Cod and the ocean, and then out here, you know, the the desert and the Grand Canyon and Flagstaff at seven thousand plus feet, and you know, down here in the valley, you know, it's just uh, it's a magnificent state. So we're really blessed to spend about half the year in one great part of the country and uh, half the year in another part that's really different, but just about equally as awesome.
0: Well, Brian,
1: Brian lived there for how long? I graduated from NAU, so I'm a huge fan of, of Flagstaff, and I lived there for in Arizona in Flagstaff for 19 years. So, uh, wow, amazing great place. place. So, enjoy fun. it, enjoy it. But I gotta say, there's something special about Baltimore.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> another well, another Baltimore plug. Is a great city,
2: you know. And <laughs> Baltimore's fun. It was fun doing uh, you know, when I first started out in TV. I was doing the Red Sox games on local TV. We went to Baltimore, and you know, we're talking late '80s and. You know, to see the development of that city from about that time to what it is now is really impressive with the, you know, the harbor and the inner harbor and everything that went up around Camden Yards. And you know, it's, uh, it's the transformation's been tremendous. I always enjoy going there.
0: Well Sean, um, usually
2: we, there's a free pair of sneakers in it too, you know. Yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We'll and Hunter, we'll we'll make sure so. you get we'll make sure you get the gear. No, hey, the I y. don't want
2: there's no <laughs> the, you know, if we keep talking about this it's gonna be like Payola, which I think is I don't know podcasts <laughs> have F D C rules that apply, but I don't wanna make anybody think that I'm doing I'm doing this out of my friendship with you guys. You know, as I said to you the other day, honor the, the Rankins are like family to the McDonough's and uh, we're very honored that your family feels the same way about us, so I would do this, regardless of the amazing number of wonderful things that you're going to spend <laughs> <laughs> fair
0: enough well sean we we really appreciate it. i i didn't talk much about you know your resume but your your um in in your business it's 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 incredibly impressive you've done You've done the Masters, you've done the U.S. Open, you've done, you know... Uh, winter Olympics. Uh, winter winter uh, Olympics 1992, which, bobsledding or something. I, I don't know what that was about. But. Yeah, you
2: weren't even alive then, but... <laughs> <laughs> Did the bobsled and luge.
0: Yeah, bobsled <laughs> and, and luge. Uh,
2: yeah, that was exciting. You know, friends of mine said, wow, you're the best luge announcer. And I said, well, I'm the only luge announcer, so, you know, not a lot of luge yeah. on TV. Yeah. So, yeah. we got to get um, you to do the pre so That was fun. Got a chance to do three Winter Olympics when I was at CBS.
0: Well, what, what what about doing horse racing someday? I mean, you've done everything else.
2: You know, I've done dog racing. Uh, <laughs> one race. Uh, yeah, the station I worked for in Boston for the Red Sox games. There was the like the, the Super Bowl of dog racing. I wound up coming to Rainham Taunton uh, Greyhound <laughs> Park in outside of Boston, and they were an advertiser on our station. So I didn't actually call the race. You know, the track announcer did, but I I hosted the pregame and. It was a little tough. You know, I think it was Skip Carey who said, I don't like to do any sport where you can't interview the winner. But, uh... Yeah, at least in horse racing, there's a jockey. Dog racing. And, you know, I have had limited exposure to horse racing. And you saw the Under Armour's uh, event at the Preakness two years ago, Hunter. You know, if there's a worse handicapper in America than me, I don't know who it would be. I think I got one out of 14 races or something. So, uh... And I thought you'd be a little more help, given your vast <laughs> knowledge. But you, know, yeah. you were busy schmoozing with the real celebrities, so I, I was left to fend for myself. But, yeah, but it was, it was no a help. lot of fun to be there. It's uh, you know those those major horse races. You know that that's an event like the Super Bowl or the Kentucky Derby. Well, that's a major horse event too. The Indy Five Hundred or whatever the Final Four. You know, there's just a have a you been, buzz have you been to in the, the air Derby? When you walk into John? those things. I've not been to the Derby. I've been invited a couple times. You know, that's the one when people say, you know, is there any sporting event that you haven't been to that you'd like to go to? You know, that's the one. And I have been invited. And, unfortunately, I've just never been able to make it work from a, a scheduling standpoint. But one of these years, I'm going to I'm gonna get there.
0: 2017 might be your year.
2: That would be awesome.
0: Yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. All right, buddy. Hey, yeah. we we appreciate you coming on. And, and uh, we're going to send you a bottle of rye and, and uh, want to know what you think, too. So... And if you well, want to, there you go. If you want to share it with Bill Raftery, you know, he, yeah, might, he might take most I, of it. I'll but. probably
2: send it to him. I appreciate it, guys. Good luck. Thank with you very, very much for your time. The audience will grow exponentially once the word spreads how Awesome you two are, and uh, we'll do it again down the road, I hope. Definitely. We look forward
1: to it. Thanks so much for your time.
0: Thanks, Sean.
2: My pleasure, guys. Have an awesome day.
0: That was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah, so, uh, and next, next time which will be a couple of weeks from now. I'm going to shock you again. I don't know how you do it, but you must have dirt on a lot of people
1: or something <laughs> to get them to come on this already. This is phenomenal for our show. Um,
0: uh, I look forward to
1: learning more about our potential next guest. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't,
0: we haven't nailed it down. We're, we're we're trying to rank them right now Okay. to, to see who's best. But uh, I like it. But Perhaps we, we, you
1: we, can uh, surprise us uh, once you get it figured out by uh, shooting it out over social
0: media that sounds good yeah we'll yeah. do that keep we'll us do that. posted at Sagamore Racing at Sagamore Spirit uh, Twitter and Instagram yep. and obviously on Facebook as well thanks to everyone for listening today uh, thanks to Sean again uh, for coming on that was that was really fun and uh, we'll do it again soon thanks Brian yeah thank you